Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. All right, everybody. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, back for another episode of Cash Call. Great to see everybody. So glad you could make it. Everybody filtering in. Let's see who we have coming in. Uh, let's check this out. We got some attendees today jumping on. Brooke, Chad, Scott. Look at that. David Erickson. Good to see you guys. Shelly, Joe Merrill. OK is here. OK is a staple. Uh, I think OK is going to start selling tickets at the door uh, for us for Cash Call. Tyler Brittnell, good to see you guys. Thanks for joining. Excellent. Here's one thing that, you know, something that we wanted to include that Brian and I like actually have discovered that we like doing is putting a little like Q&A at the end, right? Where you guys can talk about like objections that you're dealing with or issues that you're, you're having or questions that you have. And just to remind everybody who's watching this, uh, you know, Brian and I are both experts, very well experienced, years and years of personally doing direct selling cold prospecting, telemarketing, and Brian even selling timeshares, right? Selling timeshare things where literally he had to take these people in their in their flowered shirts and their flip-flops and force them to give him big bags of cash when they were half drunk on vacation, right, Brian? It was absolutely amazing. Nothing better than a drunken sale. No, no, we know there's no <laughs> drunken. That's illegal. But, but yeah, it's definitely a different version of a sale than uh, it's a heck of a lot harder than selling a house. I can tell you that right now. It's the reason I don't sell timeshare anymore. That's I too. That's is. too hard. I bet it is, man. Excellent. Uh, today, I got a call that I want to listen to, and you know what's funny is I have to give a shout out to Melissa. This is the second week that we're going to play a Melissa call. Melissa, who does not have a last name, and we won't say what broker she's from, from, but. She's one of our clients on one of the teams of our clients. And uh, this is the second week that I'm going to be playing a call. And I want to demonstrate, uh, I think she did really well on the call. And in fact, like she was kind of conflicted about it afterwards, thinking that she should have done things differently. But this was not an easy person to have a call with, right? And so I just want to demonstrate this as something where, you know, sometimes what you can get is good enough. And I, and I think she did a good job there. So I'm going to play that. Awesome. Here's flat. You hear the way the guy answered the call mm -mm. with just his first and last name, right? With a very expectant, who are you and what do you want quickly kind of tone, right? So that's one thing that I definitely pointed out there. Now, I did, we'll hear what her greeting is. I think it was a little bit too long. She needed to get to it quicker. I'm just pointing that out so you guys can hear what I'm hearing. Here is it's Melissa with the new client on our recorded line. How are you doing tonight? So that was a very long, very typical, like, uh, you know, telemarketer entrance. I blotted out her name in brokerage, but it was, it was pretty long compared to his first name, last name. What do you want? Kind of mentality. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm just giving you a call regarding your property, um, your inquiry at 4740 181st Court in Country uh, Club Hills. Are you looking yeah. to sell? Yes, I am. Okay. Now, how soon are you looking to do that? It's a seller lead, everybody. She said, are you looking to sell? And he said, yes. Uh, immediately, but we have some repairs to do first. Got it, got it. Okay, so you just need to speak to somebody to kind of give you um, like how to go about it as far as- like, Yeah, this, what? This, is a, this is a rental property. I'm an out-of-state investor. Uh, the town decided they don't want to extend my rental permit there because their previous tenants were a hot mess. 
Um, full disclosure, I've got a property manager that's managing the property for me right now, and they also can act as an agent for me, but I want to get a second opinion and uh, bring in some people that actually know how to sell homes rather than just manage tenants. Um, so that's why I'm calling you guys. Now, savvy guy, right? Yeah, out-of-town investor. I have a property manager. They're not going to remove my rental license. I just need to get it on the market, but I want I want to talk to a local agent who isn't just a rental person, right? Like this dude is savvy. And so I'm pointing that out because we'll finish the call and then I'll tell you what this ISA's concerns were about her call. And and you know, I, I want to share this this with people. Before sure, you do that, yeah. I want to point out one thing that, that she did that I didn't like. Overall, so far, it's a great call. She made an assumption. And I didn't like that as much. And we all do it. And, you know, one of the reasons I probably noticed it so much is I, that's something I had to beat out of myself was I was always making an assumption. And then I say something. So her assumption was, oh, you need someone to help you sell your house. We don't know that, you know, who knows? So Go it, back it just, to that, Brian, because that's a yeah, good point. And I didn't like that either. Go ahead, finish what you were saying. And then yeah, I'll I just, say what it was. It's, it's more about questions. You're like, oh, perfect. So you're calling in. How can we help you? What are you yes. looking for? What kind, you know, what benefit, you know, something along those lines. And here's the thing. Most people wouldn't have noticed that because the lead answered the questions I just asked. He just wasn't asked those questions. So, right. So I want to play that because that's a really good point that you're making, Brian, and one that I, and, and a part that I didn't like either. To do first. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you just need to speak to somebody to kind of give you um, like how to go about it as far as like yeah, that, what. So you need to speak to somebody to know how to go about it. So what Brian is saying is turn that around to a question. Get the guy to tell you, hey, you're interested in selling it. Great. How would you like us to help you? Right. And, and remember this, we want to be in control of phone calls. And the best way to be in control of phone calls is be the person asking the questions. Yeah. And it's just a very simple rule. When you're asking the questions, you're in charge. Yeah. I'm going to, so I'm going to break and come over here and let's talk about, so in my coaching and training company, you're a coach and trainer also, right? A lot of times when people inquire about getting help with their businesses or with training or whatever it is, I don't start off the conversation by telling them everything I can do for them. Hey, you should come in because I can do X, Y, and Z and ABC for you. And you're going to be so amazed, right? Mm -hmm. I typically just say, hey, uh, you inquired about our, you know, our lead conversion training. What can we help you with? What issues are you having? Right. That, that's where we where where we start. Typically, when, when you unpack these things for people, it, it doesn't matter what you're selling. Right. It does. I can. Can you and I talk about our solutions all day long? Can yeah. you and I talk about like the amazing impact that we can do for people or the service we can get them or whatever? How awesome our swag is. but we need to find out like, what do you want? How do you want this conversation to go first? You show me where the bullet wound is and I'll plug it for you. Yeah. And, and not everyone's forthcoming with that. And then which is case, sometimes you do have to pitch a little bit, but why not? You know, it's so often if we ask a question, the person will say, this is how you sell me. They're not using those words, but that's in essence what you're doing. Right. You're paying attention. You're looking for those key things. Like, you know, maybe somebody says, I'm looking for someone who's very experienced. Great. I got an agent on my team who sold 150 houses last year. Okay, great. That's pretty experienced. Or, you know, I want someone who's really going to focus on my wants and needs. Okay. Maybe that's a newer agent because they don't, they're not super busy and they can and call be, you a whole bunch. Yeah. And be available whenever I want them. Right. Right. 
And, and, and again, so, but when you go, oh, so you need to talk to somebody about selling your house. Well, I guess now That's I've stuck incredible. myself in this box. Yeah. And, and honestly, that probably was a negative for this person. Did you hear how savvy he was and oh, actually gosh. kind of down talked the agent that his property management company would give him? Does this guy need something as simple as knowing how to go about selling his house? No, no. he knows how to sell a house. He's probably well, selling Fisbo. He's probably, you know, he's probably right. done it all. I mean, again, the guy's talking. He has as much knowledge as the majority of the real estate agents I talk to, right? Probably and, got more experience than the ISA who's conducting the conversation with him at the moment and then said something like that, which could be a negative, would, would be, make a negative impact on the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I, I, you didn't do a horrible job. And, you know, our job here is to help you guys look at the nuances because, not everybody's going to do what this guy does. And he's clearly, you know, a high driver personality. He's like, I need this and I need this. And, and, and honestly, people don't always like, I love a high driver. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. And then we'll both, we'll both be happy. The drivers but, typically either say yes or no, right? Yeah. Which so, and this guy's a driver and he's very intelligent to your point. And it's very, he's got a lot of experience and we've got to understand that when we're in. And so you ask a question, get out of the way, ask the question, get out of the way, ask the question, get out of the way. And that's what makes this go. Yep. And actually know how to sell homes rather than just manage tenants. Um, so that's why I'm calling you guys. For sure. Yes, for sure. When is a good, uh, so you're out of town, you said? Yeah, I'm in New York. So what is a good uh, way to do this? You would uh, have a conversation with the agent and then set up a time for the agent to come uh, see the property? Uh, yeah, that would work. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to talk to an agent first. Um, ideally, coordinate over email a time to, to chat uh, tomorrow or Friday. Okay, what is a good uh, day and time for you? Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm putting my kids to bed. I don't have my calendar in front of me. Can, they, can you reach that- out to me over email to coordinate? That's okay. Yes, I will have someone um, follow up with you. Is there a good time for them to call you tomorrow morning? Yeah, I don't. I don't know because I've got a bunch of client calls. But you don't if they know. reach out to me over email, we can coordinate what, what a good time would be. Of course. Why don't I send? All right. So he just said email, and what I would probably would have done is tried to get him to agree to a mutual text, like a, a group text. You know what I can do? I'll text you with our listing specialist together. I'll make the introduction there. You guys can work out the time for you to talk. Sound good? I like that a lot. And, I, and I'm going to give her credit here. Like she knows that email is not the best form of communication or someone has trained her. She's bought into that concept and yeah. she doesn't want to send an email. And I really appreciate that. And she pushed it a couple of times. And, and I love what, you know, that I didn't come up with that idea. That's a great idea. I, it's funny because I do that all the time. Hey, why don't I do this? I understand email, but sometimes email is, is clunky. It goes into spam. How about if I just send a three-way text? I love, I love that verbiage because it's doing the same thing. And the guy yeah. doesn't have to worry about, he's clearly a busy guy and he clearly doesn't want to set up a time to talk. So great. We can just do that via text. We've done, done the same way. I love that. Great. Brian, that's, that's what we train the agents and ISAs to do when, when they're making a, a lender connection. So if they exactly. can't get a live connection and we have a way of, we can talk about it right here. We have a way of getting a live connection. And if we can't get the live connection, then we say, hey, I'm going to connect you with my lender via text. And I'll introduce you there. You guys can coordinate the time to talk. Okay. Right. And you just force it. 
Um, so how, should I talk about the live connection? I don't know if we yeah. talked about that before. We, we've talked about it before, but go ahead because I think it's a great thing. And there's so many people using ISA or excuse me, using uh, doing doing lender connections nowadays, which is good because there's a great opportunity there. But yeah, let, let's use that. Let's go through that script. Yeah. So, all right, Brian, you're a buyer lead. You're not pre-qualified yet. You're open to talking to my lender. Okay. Um, or you will be. Uh, so Brian, listen, I have a really great lender that has some amazing rates right now and programs. And what they can do is just have a quick conversation with you, run some numbers and give you an idea of what you'd be able to afford monthly and qualify for. Is that something that you, would you like to find out what they can do for you? Sure. Yeah. Why don't you give me their phone number and I'll give them a call. Okay. Actually, let me see if they're available now. I'll just make a quick introduction over the phone and then you guys can schedule a time to talk. Hold on one second for me. And okay. Perfect. Sure. I'll do that. Yeah. And even if you didn't say anything, I would put you on hold, right? I didn't ask if you want to talk to them now. I said, hold on, let me see if I can introduce you. I'm going to put you on hold. And then I'm going to ring my lender. If you guys have a relationship with a lender where, where you can do that, uh, we see that that has a very high win rate of making that connection and actually getting a loan app when you can do that direct connection like that. And, and, you know, I can't talk enough about this. I own a mortgage company, so I'm pretty vested in making that happen. But even if I didn't, before I owned a mortgage company, one of the things I always wanted to do is get someone to my preferred lender, not because they were paying me money, not because of any of the other stuff. It was because I didn't want them to be at Quicken Loans or USAA or State Farm. And not that those aren't good companies, but they're not easy to work with. And let's face it, there's enough trials and tribulations that are going to happen in the real estate transaction. Let's not create ones that don't need to be there. And yeah. having a good lender who will communicate with you and with your client solves a ton of those problems. And you know, a lot of people, and I get frustrated when I hear this, when I'm listening to phone calls, um, are you pre-approved? Yeah, I am pre-approved. Great. No, no. That's fabulous that you're pre-approved. One of the things that you might want to do is talk to my local lender. By the way, who are you pre-approved with? Oh, I'm approved with uh, Bank of America. You know, Bank of America is a huge, great company. And the reality is there's a lot of good loan officers there, but there's also not there's also a lot of not good loan officers there. For me, if I'm spending a couple hundred thousand, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, I want to be able to go sit in the guy's office if he makes a mistake or I have a problem with him. How do you feel about that? You know, just trying to get them to understand they should be talking to somebody. I should be able to get in my car and be in 15 minutes, be in my lender's office if that ever has to happen. Local matters and they care more. And here's the reality. You're working with a big bank. Those guys aren't working on commission. And if they don't close that deal, what they do? Lose 50 bucks? You know, yeah. you know, because that's not they're not working on a big thing. So get with a right. local lender. I can't emphasize that enough. Absolutely. Uh, back to this call that we just listened to, everybody. Sorry, uh, Brian and I just digressed a little bit, but we gave <laughs> uh, back to this call. So guy was a driver, very clear, very experienced. The ISA basically set the next step with this person and then got out of the way and, and got off the call. And then later on, when we were reviewing the call with her, she was like, ah, oh, should I, I feel like I should have created more rapport. I feel like I should have talked to him longer, but he's got the baby and the, she's like, I don't know what to do. And I said, listen, this guy doesn't want you to create rapport with him. This guy doesn't want to BS with you. He's busy. You did exactly what you should do. You gave him what he wanted, right? You heard what he needed. You set him up with a specialist and you have next steps for the guy, right? That's, that's what he wanted. And in fact, I think that with a busy driver like this, if you try to like BS or create rapport with this guy, you probably would have done more bad than good at that point. 
And so sometimes you just have to do this. You know, sometimes you just got to let it go. I think oftentimes we think of ourselves as real estate agents as B2C. In other words, we're the business, they're a consumer. That's B2C relationships. This to me is almost a B2B relationship. And in B2B relationships can be less personal yeah. because this guy is, he's, he's an investor of some, I mean, he's a rental property, he's an investor. So understand who your audience is. Now, 95% of the time, I'm going to say, hey, you need to build more rapport. You need to ask those questions. You need to understand. There's no, this is a business transaction. It's not a, it's not a personal transaction to this guy. Yeah. All he cares about probably is I want a good experience and I want the most money. That's what the guy wants. And I, yeah. I didn't even ask him, but I know that that's what he wants. Yeah. I'd like to give another example of this. I hope this translates into real estate agents and team leaders businesses. I'm a driver, right? I'm kind of a driver personality. Sure. Uh, I, I am you when when it's like business where I need to get something done, I'm all business and I don't want any bullshit. Like, let's just get it executed. Right. But I am definitely the first person that will drink beers with you and bullshit and hang out by the fire pit. You know what I mean? With no particular agenda and nowhere to be. We've we've done it. (laughs) Yeah, we've done it. So uh, I'll give you an example. In my local area where I live, there's this place where they do prepared foods. It's like a little mom and pop from South America, fantastic food, right? But typically I go there on my lunch break from work, right? And I'm in a hurry and the owner wants to like BS with you and be like, oh, you know? And I'm like, I I got, I can't, I, I need to be, I need this done. No, put the stuff in the container while you talk. I have to leave, right? So I would totally hang out with this person, but when I need to get these things done, I gotta get it done. Do you know what I mean? And so we just heard an example of that. So read that with your leads and, and you can you can honor the way the relationship needs to go better by reading the situation. Yeah. And ultimately, we would get, we got the main thing we wanted. Right. We got an appointment, which yeah. is really the thing we want. Now, again, I, I want to put caution, you know, this is a, this is an exception. And, you know, again, why are you guys li- I'm hoping the people who are listening are, are just trying to get all of those little nuances. This is the this is the five percent call. But it's important because the truth of the matter is if you sit with this guy, go over the, the pragmatic parts of this. This is your listing. Your like deal. he already this, said, this is your you deal to, to screw up. It really is. He said, prove to me he didn't use these words, but this is what I heard. Prove to me that you know how to sell a house and it's what you do. That's all that's all he cares about. Why? Because he's a professional. What does he do? I'm not sure, but he does it and he does it every day and he gets it done efficiently and effectively. And I can tell you that without knowing another single thing about this guy. So, you know, do that. Be, you know, I'll tell a funny story. I always tell people, do your listing presentation exactly the same every single time you go on a listing presentation. And I believe that. Now there's been an exception. I remember I was sitting across from a guy and we built some rapport and he's a golfer and I'm a golfer. And the guy had a tea time and it was like an hour after our appointment. And I can, I'm, I'm sitting across from the guy and I'm going through my pitch and he's fidgety. And I, I looked, I just looked up at him. I don't remember his name. This was four or five years ago. And I said, Dale, do you want to just sign the paperwork and not cover any more of this? And he's like, yes, absolutely. He just wanted to sign the paperwork because he wanted to go hit some balls before he played golf. So understand who you're talking to. And again, 99% of the time, I'm going to go through my entire presentation. I learned that the hard way when I sat down with a referral one time and found out they were interviewing four other agents and I thought I had it in the bag. Right. But if somebody's all over the place, you're either losing them anyway 
or you're going to lose them by keep going. This is Facebook marketing and this is Zillow and, the, and they don't care. The guy just wanted to sign paperwork and play golf. So don't be afraid to read the room. Um, it, it can it can make your life easier and also can save a deal for you. Because I think to your point, if she would have went on and tried to do discovery about family, friends, occupation, dream, you know, the, the guy had been like, look, that's what's on my house. Let me alone. Yeah, he would have been, so yeah, been so annoyed. That would have destroyed it. So. But yeah, I think she did an overall great job. I and mean, we, we covered a couple of points, but I think she did an overall great job. And I appreciate you bringing a, a positive phone call. Sometimes we have some pretty negative ones. You are ready to reach your peak and grow your team. We know it. And that's exactly why we created the Smart Inside Sales ISA Ascend program. Just as every great rock climber needs a belayer to manage their rope and help guide them to the best route to the top, ISA Ascend is designed to take you from free hire to leader of an accomplished ISA department efficiently and safely. It all starts by gearing up as our expert coaches help you prep your business for a productive ISA department before coaching you through all of the best practices for recruiting and hiring. Once you've got that offer letter signed, it's on to targeted training for both your beginner ISA hire and specific leadership group training for you where your coaching will continue, guiding you through all of the unique challenges and triumphs that come your way when you've got a new ISA. ISA Ascend is what you've been waiting for. So let's clip in and start your climb. Check out smartinsidesales.com slash ISA dash ascend to reach your peak. That's smartinsidesales.com slash ISA dash ascend to get your business to its greatest heights with ISA Ascend from Smart Inside Sales. We've got about eight minutes left. Would you like to listen to another call or do we have, I don't, we don't necessarily have any Q and a, so anybody has any, any questions, put well, them in there quick and we'll talk about them. If not, I guess we can play another call. Yeah. Let's see if we can solicit some Q and a then. Yeah. Let's talk about, so Brian and I can pontificate on anything, as you can see, like if you like my favorite chicken and dumplings recipe, we can do that too. But back to lead conversion scripting dialogue, if you want to talk about some of the issues that you're having with, uh, you know, objections or uh, conversion or anything like that, chat them into us and we can work on, on uh, those right now and give you guys suggestions on those for helping with that. Anybody having any issues with your leads, conversions, objections that you're currently having, how to get more appointments, how to get higher quality appointments. Rob Kent uh, said tentative appointments not being held up and Zoom calls not showing up. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll start here. What I can say, Rob, is that if you set up, I can set an appointment, as my friend Sam Monreal used to say, a good ISA can set an appointment with a ham sandwich. It doesn't mean that the ham sandwich is going to show up, right? Uh, so what the point is, Rob, if you set an appointment, there has to be enough of a value to that person in order to conduct that appointment with you, right? Or to conduct that Zoom call with you. So not just, you know, setting it with them, but what are they going to get out of it? Why does it matter to them? Another technique that we use, right, is getting the person to tell you what the value is to them. Hey, Brian, you know what? I'd love to jump on a Zoom call with you and your wife. We can go over the neighborhoods that you guys are interested in, and I can give you some insight on which homes really have the best deals going on right now. Can we do that on say Friday? Yeah, absolutely. Friday okay. works. Excellent. Now this Rob is what I'm going to add on. I'm going to get him to speak his commitment. So that's fantastic, Brian. What I'll do is I'll send you the zoom link. We can get on there together. Tell me what's the most important thing that you and your wife would want to cover or learn from me when we jump on that zoom call on Friday. 
Uh, you know, we just uh, want to just understand your process and see if, if it makes sense for us to work together, I guess. Okay, excellent. We'll definitely cover that along with everything else. So I just got this person to speak their commitment. He had to think about what he wanted to get out of it. He had to imagine himself doing it, imagine him being involved, and then tell me what he wanted to get out of it. So that helps reinforce that he's, one, that there's some kind of value to it and he's going to do it. And two, what he's going to get out of it and give him some more incentive to actually show up. Does that help, Rob? Go ahead, I hope Brian. it does. I will say this. Here's a mistake a lot of people make. Um, don't send somebody a message. Are, are we still good for two o'clock today? That is, uh, it, this is kind of a funny joke that I, I used to make, but I've set that message on Friday at six o'clock when I was really tired with the hopes someone says, no, I'm not, a, uh, you know, actually, you know, it's a really good way to get canceled on. And uh, full disclosure, I've done it, um, you know, Friday at six o'clock, sometimes I'm worn out, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So cool. Um, somebody's asking about pre-qualifying a, do you always have to pre-qualify sellers just like when they're in a rush to get off the phone? Yeah, that was um, Yuri Madrano. Yeah. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what you mean by pre-qualify. Um, so I, I think I know what he's talking about. So yeah. I think, uh, so for instance, there, you know, the Mike Ferry scripts, uh, from back in the day, uh, when I see you, if you feel comfortable and confident in what I have to uh, or my ability to sell your home, are you prepared to list it with me when I come see you on Friday or whatever? Right. That's, oh, okay. that's, that's in the script. Yes, uh, I'm Yes. And so I think that's part of what uh, Yuri's talking about with pre-qualification. How much do you want for your home? Uh, are you prepared to negotiate your price uh, down, right? Those kind of pre-qualifications. So uh, Yuri, why don't you chat in if that's what you're talking about in terms of pre-qual, like, will you sell? Can you sell? Uh, you know, are you willing to sign or make a decision when I see you? Is that what you mean by pre-qualify? Yes, that's right. what Yuri means. So my, we'll, we'll go to Brian. My, my perspective on that, Yuri, is that in a conversation with a potential seller, if they do not indicate to me that they have a clear time frame that makes sense, which is in the near future, that they uh, are either open to working with me or that they um, are interviewing multiple agents, in which case, in my pre-qualification, I want to find out what factors they think are most important to the agent that they choose. I will also make sure that they are somewhere in the ballpark of reality when it comes to price and that they don't have anything that would prevent them from moving forward when I come see them. Those are generally the pre-qualifications that I want to know before I invest my time going to meet with a seller. However, I will also go and preview a potential listing if I can get in front of them in order to help them prepare it or give them ideas for what they should do for a future listing, because I want to secure that future either listing or even the future shot at winning the listing. I like where you're going there, Dale. I'm not a big fan of pre-qualifying. I'm going to gather as much information as I possibly can. So for example, a question I always ask sellers is when I'm going over there, do you have an idea what you want to sell your house for? So I want to know that number. A lot of times you get this answer, probably 60% of the time. That's what I'm bringing you over for. Perfect. And I'm the expert and I'll make sure I give you some good information when I come over. But at the end of the day, and, and you know, shout out to my, my broker um, who, who runs our brokerage is Eric. You're having a real estate conversation. That's my goal. 
the more real estate conversations I have in any given day, the more probability I'm going to have a closing. And so if somebody wants to meet, wants me to look at their house, wants to, wants an opinion, wants to, I'm, I'm going. And I, there's a lot of people who don't want to waste their time. And I feel like sometimes people overqualify people. And I'll be honest with you. I hate the Tom, the, is it Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, one of the Ferry wow. scripts. I hate those scripts. Why? Because we've known each other for seven seconds and I'm closing you. Good luck with me. So I used to do the Mike Ferry scripts back in the day. And I had one, this is one time, I mean, they were always kind of uncomfortable and clunky and probably, you know, I mean, listen, all props got me lots of business, but I know lost me some business. Um, There was one person who was like, I've been a salesperson for like 20 years. I never ask for the sale before I even meet with the person. What is wrong with you? And I, and I somehow talked my way around it and still got the, got the listing, but uh, it, it was, that was one of the people who called me out on that. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to probably, I'm, I'm that person. Like I'm going to say, Dale, we've known each other for like two minutes. I don't know exactly <laughs> if I'm going to list my house with you when I come over, Let, yeah. let's have a conversation right. to decide whether we even like each other yeah. or not. So, you just walked into the bar. Do we, I don't know that we're going to have kids yet. Let's slow yeah. down. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like being on a first date and saying, so I really want to have kids. Whoa. You know, <laughs> my name's Brian, by the way, you know, let, let's, right. let's not yeah. get, get that far ahead of it. And, uh, you know, it used to, we used to sell like that, right? And that was a hard close. And we used to do a lot more selling like that. It's 2021. I don't think you can get away with it anymore. So. Yeah. I don't know if that, yeah. That, I mean, we, you know, obviously you and I have gotten away from those sorts of things and, and just sort of modernized the way that we talk to people. Um, but Yuri, here's what I would say, just to give that a simple answer to really put a pin in it for you, is that you want to know that the time that you're going to invest to go out on that appointment is a good investment, right? This person has intent, this person has ability, and this person is within the realm of reasonable, right? Um, so at least get those three pieces, even if they're busy, right? Let's say that I'm talking to that guy. He's like, hey, I need an agent to come take a look at my property. I'm interested in selling it, right? And my kid, I got my kid. I'm, I'm really busy right now. Hey, fantastic. Listen, I can come and see you on Friday morning. Will this time or this time work? I'm going to set the appointment and then I'm going to say, I know you're really busy right now. I'm going to need about another five minutes of your time on another day before Friday, just to get a few preliminary inform, a few pieces of information from you so that I can be fully prepared for you on Friday and don't waste your time. Hey, I know we're, we're over, but I want to answer this other question because it's, it's a relatively short one. Lee says they aren't actively looking, but you can see them still actively searching after days after the conversation. So for me, something like this, if I get recurring, like I use YLOPO and I get notifications, lead lurk, looked 17 times or lead came back after a month and a half. I mean, you laugh about that 17 times, but I've got a notification. Lead looked at property 37 times. So there's a couple of subtle things you can do. You can do it via text. Hey, hey, Bob, I'm just reaching out to you. I noticed that you were searching on our website. I know you told me that you weren't actively looking. Just wanted to let you know if and when that changes, I'd love to chat with you. How are things going? Just something subtle, or you can be a little bit more aggressive. Hey, I, you, you, we talked the other day. You said you weren't looking, but you're on our website. You're welcome to continue to look, but has something changed? Yeah. Just be direct with people, but make sure yeah. that, that they don't think like, oh my God, every time I go to Brian's website, he's going to call me. So, <laughs> you know, so there's a fine line. Like if somebody goes every single time and they're, you know, don't waste your time. Cause again, they'll stop going to your website because they know you're cyber stalking them. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And Morgan, I would say this, um, in spite of what a lot of the systems say, 
people coming back to your website to look at houses are not the best indicator of exactly who's going to move forward at any given time. No. Literally, I've had people who will actively look at houses on my website and did so for three years in a row before ever sending an email saying, hey, I'm interested in this property that you just sent me the other day. And I had no, you have no idea who they are, right? They talk to you like, you know exactly who they We're are. We're best friends, right? I've right. had the same email. Hey, Brian, it's been three years. I'd love to go look at some houses. I'm like, I don't know who the hell you are, but let's do it. Let's do it. So. You're like, you've been emailing me every day. That's fantastic. I'd like to go see houses now. And you're like, thank God for automation. Hey, hey, this this thing actually does work. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Great seeing everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for participating. As always, it was fun. So have a great day, guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.